Jennifer pulled up next to one of several black and white units parked in front of the two-story house in West L.A. The press was already there, crowding up the small street, but that was no surprise. They usually got to crime scenes before the detectives did. Hunter stepped out of his old Buick LeSabre and was hit by a wave of warm air. Unbuttoning his jacket and clipping his badge onto his belt, he looked around slowly. Though the house was located in a private street, tucked away in a quiet neighborhood, the crowd of curious onlookers that had gathered outside the police perimeter was already substantial, and it was growing fast. Hunter turned and faced the house. It was a nice-looking two-story red-brick building with dark blue-framed windows and a hipped roof. The front yard was large and well cared for. There was a two-car garage to the right of the house, but no cars on the driveway except for more police vehicles. A forensic unit van was parked just a few yards away. Hunter quickly spotted Garcia as he exited the house through the front door. He was wearing a classic white hooded Tyvek coverall. At six foot two, he was two inches taller than Hunter. Garcia stopped by the few stone steps that led down from the porch and pulled his hood down. His longish dark hair was tied back into a slick ponytail. He also promptly spotted his partner. Ignoring the animated herd of reporters, Hunter flashed his badge at the officer standing at the perimeter's edge and stooped under the yellow crime scene tape. In a city like Los Angeles, when it came to crime stories and reporters, the more gruesome and violent the offense, the more excited they got. Most of them knew Hunter and what sort of cases he was assigned to. Their shouted questions came in a barrage. "'Bad news travels fast,' Garcia said, tilting his head in the direction of the crowd as Hunter got to him. "'And a potentially good story travels faster.' He handed his partner a brand new Tyvek coverall inside a sealed plastic bag. What do you mean? Hunter took the bag, ripped it open, and started suiting up. The victim was a lawyer, Garcia explained. A Mr. Derek Nicholson, prosecutor with the district attorney's office for the state of California. Oh, that's great. He wasn't practicing anymore, though. Hunter zipped up his coverall. He was diagnosed with advanced lung cancer, Garcia continued. Hunter looked at him curiously. He was pretty much on his way out. Oxygen masks, legs weren't really responding in the way they should. The doctors gave him no more than six months. That was four months ago. How old was he? Fifty. It was no secret he was dying. Why finish him off this way? Hunter paused. And there's no doubt he was murdered. Oh, there's absolutely no doubt. Garcia guided Hunter into the house and through the entry lobby. Next to the door, there was a security alarm keypad. Hunter looked at Garcia. Alarm wasn't engaged, he clarified. Apparently, arming it wasn't something they did often. Hunter pulled a face. I know, Garcia said. What's the point of having one, right? They moved on. In the living room, two forensic agents were busy dusting the staircase by the back wall. Who found the body? Hunter asked. The victim's private nurse. Garcia replied and directed Hunter's attention to the open door in the east wall. It led into a large study. Inside, sitting on a vintage leather Chesterfield sofa, was a young woman dressed all in white. Her hair was tied back. Her eyes were raspberry red and puffed up from crying. Resting on her knees was a cup of coffee that she was holding with both hands. Her stare seemed lost and distant. Hunter noticed that she was rocking her upper body back and forth ever so slightly. She was clearly in shock.
A uniformed officer was in the room with her. Anybody tried talking to her yet? I did, Garcia nodded. Managed to get some basic information out of her, but she's psychologically shutting down, and I'm not surprised. Maybe you could try later. You're better at these things than I am. She was here on a Sunday, Hunter asked. She's only here on weekends, Garcia clarified. Her name is Melinda Wallace. She goes to UCLA. She's just finishing a degree in nursing and caretaking. This is part of her work experience. She got the job a week after Mr. Nicholson was diagnosed with his illness. How about the rest of the week? Mr. Nicholson had another nurse. Garcia unzipped his coverall and reached inside his breast pocket for his notebook. Amy Dawson. He read the name. Unlike Melinda, Amy isn't a student. She's a professional nurse. She took care of Mr. Nicholson during the week. Also, his two daughters came to visit him every day. Hunter's eyebrow.